Hey, 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 listeners, welcome back. And to those of you tuning in for the first time, stay tuned to this style. Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. Listeners, I'm super excited for this episode today because I know that you are going to enjoy our conversation which is going to give you your dose of inspiration to start your Canadian side hustle business. Wherever you are tuning in from, welcome. Be sure to follow me on my website at www.irinaroussel.org to stay up to date with all of the podcasts and of course, the blog Golden Nuggets. Now, my guest today is a career professional with a Canadian side hustle business. She is Ilya Francis, and I'm beaming her in all the way from Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Ilya wears many hats. She's a mom, engineer, LinkedIn trainer, among many other things. As a LinkedIn trainer, Ilya has coached dozens of professionals, students, and business owners on how to project themselves, their businesses, and careers through the creation of a powerful LinkedIn profile, as well using social selling to leverage the power of LinkedIn, whether it be for job seeking or lead generation. She focuses on LinkedIn optimization and social selling for professionals and entrepreneurs. She's a public speaker and, of course, she is absolutely fluent in Spanish and English. I believe that you are going to get some good nuggets on how to up-level yourself on LinkedIn as a business or as a dynamic leader. Now let's get into this episode. Thank you so much, Irenia. It's such a pleasure to be here with you right now. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. I'm very excited because I know that you have so many golden gems that you're going to drop on our listeners here today. So let's get this started. Thank you so, so much. (laughs) There's so much that I can tell you. Please feel free to ask any questions. I love you know, the topics that I'm, that I always bring knowledge about. Let's get our listeners acquainted with you. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did Ilya became the woman that she is today? Oh, wow. Well, it comes all the way from 11 years ago when I came to Canada. I had, you know, I, I, I'm native from Venezuela, Latin American, and never thought about immigrating to any other place. But obviously, political situation, economical situation, even, you know, the, the, the social safety wasn't uh, the best. And it's not the best in Venezuela right now. So I said, look, I am a young woman. I have aspirations and I want to raise a family without having the thought of um, being kidnapped. Uh, being robbed every day or worse being you know uh, having somebody in my house broken into my house etc things like that so I came to Canada I and I met my husband it was it was quite funny 
I came to study English and I basically left the country in seven months. I was back and I've been here ever since. But little by little, I, I am an engineer, industrial engineer by trade, yeah. uh, turned to a LinkedIn coach. And this, this turn, this pivot has been gradually over the last four years specifically. And, and it's been, you know, I've, I've worked in petrochemical, you know, industries in manufacturing. I work offshore in, you know, oil fields. And, and I love that side of me. But I was also thinking, you know, what is a contribution? And this came right, you know, when I, I had a baby. I had my first, um, my first child. I said, well, there's, there should be more that I can give. Uh, there should be a mission of helping people in any way I know. And what do I know? I, I am an engineer. I know how to keep people safe. I know how to uh, bring organizations into compliance within the environment, with occupational health. But what else? What is something that I can really serve somebody else with? And I, I love technology. I've worked at a software company uh, after you know coming here to Canada and living the immigrant hurdle. And that is what has been shaping my reality and what has given me the energy and the drive to do something for somebody else. And that somebody else has become, uh, to this day, professionals who are or who were like me years ago, or small businesses, because I understand what the struggle is. I myself, I'm a small business. I am a woman-based business, just like you. And I feel like uh, there is not enough information, or the information escapes. The information is there, but how do you actually bring it constantly to that segment of the population that needs it so as an immigrant i started you know helping others my circle of friends who are also immigrants from not only venezuela but from other parts of the world who are for example mothers are highly skilled who are highly educated and unfortunately because of their inner barriers they do not take the next step they do not fill the gap. They do not close that gap between being a person from a different culture, a different language with amazing skill sets, but they cannot take that into as a, as a strength. They see it that they cannot overcome it. And it's, it's all about mindset. I realized, cause I, I lived that. And I said, how do I get to where I was before as an engineer and as a professional right here in Canada. And little by little, I, I, I defined what the steps were. were and, but the first one was the language, knowing that I could express myself, understand others, and communicate in all forms in the same way that a person proficient or a native would do it. Like like a a person original from Canada or with English as a first language and not as a second, just like I have. So that was my challenge, and 
and I started, you know, the, the first time I had my, my work permit, I said to my husband, I'll be right back. I took a, a bus trip to the next mall and I got there and I went straight. I said, I want to have educated people that I can develop my language skills but especially the, the improvised one, you know, not the one that you can't actually have a script for, but it's the nat natural, the normal conversation that you have every day. So I went to a store, actually a watch store, and I, the first person I encountered at that store was the owner and I didn't know. And I said, look, this is me. I am an engineer, I am brand new, and I would love to have the opportunity to work here to help you in any way I can. And I didn't know that he was the owner. He said like, can you come here for a second? He took me to another area. He made, he asked me a couple of questions. And by then I realized that he had a, he was either the manager or somebody else. And he said, well, you start tomorrow after telling me, you know, asking me those questions. And I realized that I made it. I had my official first job. And that's what many people are, are you know, afraid of when they come, when they come with a family, but especially when the woman stays home with the kids because the husband is also immigrant, but he is the one who had to represent, who go out there. So my work in 2018 was uh, to help those women. And we started, you know, developing a series of um, not webinars. They were inside, like on-site uh, workshops, so that women would feel better about themselves, empowered. But not the word. I don't want to use the word empowered. I want to use the word uh, in company, making, you know, having the realization that they really have other women that were in the same situation. And that made them feel that they weren't the only ones. They, so they started you know, communicating with each other, telling they were, what, what they were doing and the gaps they had within you know, either education, language, and they started to communicate with each other. And that caught the attention of a journalist from CBC. And we had the opportunity to be interviewed and be a feature on on that on that you know like communication media. What what better than that? And we were completely surprised by it. But it was it, it came all from the fact that we were all immigrants, and then I felt it. I felt like people would tell me, "You need the Canadian experience." I said, like, well, how can I have the Canadian experience if you don't give it to me? I have international experience. What do I need to give you? Do I need to um, demonstrate that I can talk to you? I can, I, I can be talking to you right now. So it was, it was, it was quite hard, but, but I said, it doesn't matter. This is just temporary and, and I'm here. And then by the time that that happened, it gave me confidence to say, well, I want to help people in different areas. So one of the areas where that online image that you have in the professional world that 
becomes your profile. And I started working on my own. I started working on my own profile. And then I realized, okay, there's more to it. This is not what people think. And I transformed the way I saw the platform. I learned more about it. I I bought books. I started following authors. I started following other LinkedIn leaders. And I realized that the vision that we all have or you know, initially about LinkedIn is very distorted. And that's that's me in a nutshell. I am here helping professionals, entrepreneurs, but especially small business owners and students from, you know, I've worked with universities, colleges, uh, bringing that, you know, trying to take that image down and showing it. That is uh, quite the pivot that you did here from Venezuela to Canada. We all know that, you know, in our lives, there are people who impact our lives, you know. Can you think of one single person who impacted your life and really changed your career trajectory? Well, there, there uh, you know, I, I've, I read, I, I love reading a lot. And hired or somebody that I know, um, person to person know, but one of the best virtual mentors that I've had has been Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins and later Brenna Brown on, you know, with her incredible work on shame and resilience and vulnerability, because that's how I've felt for the last decade that I've been living here in Canada as a, as an immigrant. Living, obviously my mother, my mother country, leaving my family behind and coming here with nobody else but myself. And then building a family with people who don't have the same culture has been a big amalgamation, uh, but with open arms. So, when I started reading Mel Robbins, I realized that, hey, we all are flawed and that there's, there are good sides and bad sides uh, um, of, of the same person as, a, as in personal life and as a professional. And then my circle of friends who have also been in the trenches before me, um, like my business partner, Adriana, with uh, Hustle and Heels, that's a second venture that I have, in which I started first. She's been living here longer. So she became, you know, that great, great friend who was ahead of, in, in the same highway, but ahead of me. And so we started, you know, you know feeding um, from each other based on experiences as a mom, experience, the same ambitions. So I have different actors, different actors, my virtual mentors, women. Uh, I had a long time ago and for forever, uh, I've been a fan of Deepak Chopra and, and showed me a different uh, way of, I can channel my own energy, but those are the best ones and the, the main ones that have been shaping my life for the past 10 years. So in business, I had others. So I don't know whether you've had <laughs> the same experience. Uh, I, I'm not sure. 
I think with all immigrants, there are definitely similarities coming into Canada from a foreign country, adjusting to the culture, the environment, the way things are done. It's an adjustment and it can take several years to get there. I love that you mentioned, you know, you have a very good friend who was ahead of you that, you know, poured into you. And of course, you were probably also a mentor to her. It was a give and take situation. And the fact that you also tapped into virtual mentors like Mel Robbins, awesome, right? Brené Brown, Deepak Chopra, you know, all good people. So feeding your mind with really good information um, to make that transformation, that's really cool. I think I can emphasize with that as an immigrant myself. So what would you say is your superpower, Ilya? <laughs> it used to be patience until I have kids. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Right now, my superpower is the, the ability to, to see that other perspective that people can't especially in the online world. My superpower is how I can bring that outsider view. What you need to do, what are your gaps? Sometimes our people people are great at identifying their own, um, their own gaps, the flaws, or what do they need together, but some others don't. And that's when I come and I obviously tend a hand, a helpful hand. And that has become a side of, uh, you know, my, my way of living. You reach out to me online, I am a message away. Maybe not on email, <laughs> but, <laughs> but talk to me on LinkedIn and I am, you know, three minutes away from replying. Because... <laughs> Yes. I was going to say, you know what? I love your response, but I thought you were going to say, I am the LinkedIn whisperer. That's my superpower. <laughs> and you know what? And I did it. I did it intentionally because mm-hmm. you go to LinkedIn and you find a LinkedIn coach, LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn guru, LinkedIn nerd, LinkedIn geek, LinkedIn advocate, LinkedIn consultant you will find a million linkedin something and linkedin evangelist even so i i said what is one word that can describe who i am and what i do without saying that i am an expert because I do not consider, even though I have 13 years of experience as an engineer and as a health and safety, I always call myself a specialist. So I am a LinkedIn specialist, but expert is a word that brings so, so many things. You need to have, I don't know, another level of proofs. And I, I prefer to keep it, I'm a LinkedIn whisperer. I know a thing or two about LinkedIn. I can help you. I can help you get to where you are. I can help you transform your profile because your profile is an extension of you that you want everybody out there on that same platform to know about you. 
It doesn't right. mean so. So that that's me. That's a LinkedIn whisper. I somebody who has a knowledge about something and can tame that lion. That's that's why I am a LinkedIn whisper. Well, I can see you're fired up about that. So with LinkedIn, you do LinkedIn optimization, but you also specialize in social selling. So let's talk a little bit about social selling. What is it and why is that important for the individual brand and the business brand? It's, this, this is something that we do every day. Social selling, we do it every day. We are doing it right now. Social selling is building a relationship. It's bringing your insights about a certain topic, that topic that you're really knowledgeable uh, of, the, the one that you study for, the one that you know that you can provide somebody else, but that somebody else is like your ideal person, a benefit. That is social selling. Social selling is building relationships, is giving with that relationship, with that specific person, your ideal client, those insights, they will benefit in the long term. What is the long term? Is that either a transactional uh, relationship, a professional relationship, or simply a transfer of knowledge, especially but when we talk about selling, we know in the end there's a business, there are business in between. And corporations, B2B, like business to business, that's what they used to they used to do the hard selling, calling it they still do. But now with the you know, since social media came to the sphere of all of us with you know the with this the the, the millennial, the like everything that comes through the, our main platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. After Facebook, everything exploded as social media. So your message is out there all the time, regardless that you sell or not. But you're selling that message all the time. You're trying to influence. And that's why I, I don't call myself an influencer. But I know that I have influence over that community that follows me and that reacts and then comments and then DM me because of my advice, because of what I amplify on social media about, I know, for example, about LinkedIn. And that is social selling. So when you are online on a platform, on Instagram, telling about your podcast, talking about uh, for example, marketing, talking about your wellness, talking about a different, a better life, meditation, you name it, the product that you have, you are promoting your services and that is social selling. There is social selling and that is obviously social media marketing. The social media marketing is a section of social selling. So social selling is building the relationship, especially offline. People come to you because they find you on, you know, a social media platform or multiple because you have diversified your message enough to be, for example, on YouTube, on Pinterest, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Clubhouse. 
that we are you know now uh within a present that's a social media platform as well where you share your ideas right in the present moment and it doesn't get stored anywhere else so that's why it's so important right now especially uh an audio type of platform that that obviously doesn't hold any content because the content happens the content is consumed and unless you have recorded those uh those conversations you're not going to have it but you're going to get the knowledge right away that's what that's why clubhouse right now has become the the extension of linkedin in the way that we build relationships because we're talking in the present moment we build we say like where are you oh, I, I am on linkedin and then they go and they they, they the conversation continues offline in the end yes, yes. I love your encapsulation of social selling and the distinction between, you know, social media and how you use it. Now, you focus on LinkedIn optimizations for your clients. So what advice would you have for brick and mortar companies, those traditional companies who haven't fully utilized LinkedIn? What would you tell them? What would I tell them? Well, the, you know, the clients that I've had have been 60% in the consulting area and 40% in the brick and mortar uh, business. Mm-hmm. And for all of them, the foundation comes to the same. For consultants and brick and mortar, the emphasis should be in the person, in the the spokesperson who is the image of the company on LinkedIn. They should be your advocate. They should have a great profile that talks about in very clear terms about who they are as leaders because LinkedIn is not for CEOs. LinkedIn is not for employees only. LinkedIn is for leaders who want to show that unique voice they have. And of course, that voice can be also used as a as a representation of their their organization or who they are as a person and who they support. So brick and mortar, they have different different options. You can they can use the company pages, they can build that mini website within LinkedIn, but that gives credibility to the employees or those who are would say they, you know, they work at, for example, the Acme company. When they see, when other people um, on LinkedIn go to their profile and they see they work at Acme company and that Acme company has a logo, has a company page, has a presence because they share content. That's when the power happens, that builds credibility. And in the end, that's what we are all looking for to do business to find that organization to be to belong to as an employee trust is this organization credible does this organization have the 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 culture or the expertise that i want that i am identifying myself with so there there is a north a strong professional profile which is your linkedin profile opens up all those windows not only but especially i i incline myself for them to build a professional brand 
a professional voice. And it can be as vulnerable, it can be as personal as they can by sharing then after content. It's, you know, building those messages. I love, I love that you talk about building that credibility, building that digital trust. That's a big thing right now, especially right now, you know, with pandemic times in 2020, you know, we got hit and collectively companies had to really move into the online space. Traditional companies who typically reached out to customers, you know, in the traditional way now have to utilize all these digital platforms to reach their clients, especially in retail. People are not going out as much as they used to. So reaching out to clients online, you know, converting business into the online space that has become so important. So I like how you crystallize, you know, how to build that digital trust online. What are the key things that are required, right? So let's move on to some of the individual lives that you have impacted with the work that you've been doing over the last four years, you know? Absolutely. I've, you know, since, since I started sharing my message first, for business purposes for women and then pivoting to LinkedIn specifically because of the impact that it can really have on somebody. Uh, I feel honored to be a part of, for example, the, the women in engineering from the University of Waterloo. And those are students in the third and fourth year. So they are about to jump into their professional, the, the, the beginning of their professional careers. And because I am an engineer myself, I felt like, like, like represented in those women out there. Yeah. So yeah. we, yeah. And it's so, so, so meaningful that brought meaning to what I do. And that's what made me fall in love with consulting with, um, transferring knowledge as a, as a LinkedIn instructor, as a LinkedIn whisperer. So I've also been a part of marketing organizations, private um, marketing specialist um, firms. I've also worked with Conestoga College, for example, uh, and, and, and other small businesses. Because as myself, I am, I am a part of this huge community of small business owners who are trying to make a dent in their world in any possible way. So seeing others coming with me, because I don't see anybody behind, I just see people coming with me with more or less knowledge. And I say, this is what has happened to what has happened to me. This has worked. This hasn't. And I always say, take it with a grain of salt. Take what it works. Because in the end, Having that unique story and the skill set can open you or you know you that you are listening or other students, men and women in so many different ways. But bring the story, stick with it. And just because you're starting on LinkedIn and you feel like there's a huge lion that you need to tame, that shouldn't reframe any of professionals or business owners from exploring it. And with that, I said, explore it for a full year, committing a year at least 
because the magic happens between between three and nine months into putting you know the work day and night that's my you know my my biggest word for everybody because people say like yeah i think linkedin is going to be for me but they then don't put the work because we are paying attention to the likes to the reactions into the instant satisfaction that having a viral post can give you and if it doesn't what happens okay LinkedIn is not for me, LinkedIn is boring. And it's not, but it's not. You need the right people, but also you need to get the message right. That's correct, that's correct. You are absolutely right. And I love that you're working, you know, with the students, right? Who are just entering the workplace because having that professional profile is so key as it relates to first impression when they're getting into the workplace. So that's really, really cool. So for individuals, you know, who are getting into cooperate, right, who are getting into entrepreneurship for the first time as an entrepreneur and as a person who work in cooperate, what advice would you have for them in preparation for that? First of all, Steve, give yourself some time. One two weeks of lurking check what your current network is talking about and then introduce yourself grab a, a one between one and three minute video max introducing yourself so that people can get to know that you are there that you are saying hello i am here as a professional, this is, I'm claiming, yes, claiming the, the, this space, claiming your presence. This is me. I do this. I, I, I am a specialist on these areas and I am here to start sharing my message in these topics that I'm very interested, that I'm very passionate about. When you set the ground, introducing yourself, people will say, okay, welcome welcome come here and you know we're here to to help you to support but if you don't have the person uh if nobody reacts that's okay there will be people who will start watching and the more you do it the more people will notice and the more you start feeling comfortable with sharing your message online the more they will start talking to you so that's the the biggest encouragement is start sharing content and start and content doesn't mean that you gotta find a book and make a huge summary of that book and show it the the best way to do this is to start sharing your thoughts your conversations because in the end post posting on linkedin is the start of a conversation and how good you are at talking to people but encouraging them to talk to you once you finish that post is where the magic happens when the engagement happens so uh, nobody nobody nails it the first time unless you are an expert in copywriting unless you are an, a writer a professional writer that knows how to evoke emotions evoke one message in one post that's awesome. That's some good advice here, listeners. Definitely bookmark this, rewind it, because if you want to up-level yourself on LinkedIn, this is what you need to do when you're just starting off. 
All right. So let's get into the rapid fire question. Ilya, what do you do to put a pep in your step and a pride in your stride every day? Oh my goodness, I have I have a coffee. I have I, I gotta have a coffee first of all. And if I can, because I said that well, I am waking up earlier than ever, then I take a five to ten minute meditation. I don't do this all the time because sometimes my work uh, becomes, you know, uh, a late night hustle and I just wake up at seven in the morning when my kids wake me up and then I just start the day and I go, 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 go. <laughs> but ideally it's coffee, it's meditation and it is the plan for the day. You know, what is my mindset? I'm, I'm going to do one stuff, you know, one thing two things or i have you know my playful but now with kids right here and on online school i simply said i gotta slow down so for own sanity i used to struggle with anxiety and depression and with depression i mean feeling depressed for not showing up more for not for feeling you know being comparing myself all the time by because there were other people doing more on social media and i said i can't this is not real this is not what i can do so i slow down i am taking time but they are the priority so i said i'm gonna go with it my coffee and i'm gone i'm gone one one thing a day i'm good for it all right and we know that music changes your vibration so what is your favorite song or your theme song that you have on your audio player that keeps going well the best one and i love it that that makes me you know dance and be in the mood is like a sex machine of james brown i love it, <laughs> I love right. it. even if for for a run if you want to start running that it says get up get on it I say, and you know, I say, I feel it and I run. Now I run with the kids because they obviously they need it. And, and because I don't have more time to invest in myself, for example, in exercise, well, I exercise with them. That's awesome. I love that you incorporate the family into your exercise. I'm going to check out that song. This is the first time I've heard that song, so I'm going to check it out. <laughs> because it starts with such a beat. It's, it's a ten, 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 get up, get on it. So immediately it wakes me up and I just want to go, go, go. All right. Awesome. So we all know that books help to edify our minds and to really, you know, give us some new skills. What book would you recommend to our listeners, you know, as it relates to the type of work that you're doing now? Well, it, it depends. Do you want inspirational books? Books that really gives you a different perspective of how to manage this is a struggle that we all are in with the pandemic maybe having all of your family in your home having to get into cooking and then schooling and then maybe trying to make your own work work um green lights that's that's the latest book that i've that i've uh quote unquote uh read 
because it, I actually use audiobooks. I use Audible, yeah. and it's Green Lights from Matthew McConaughey. It's his his own. He's the story of his life, but he sees his life and the hurdles that he has, you know, throughout his life as an actor and uh, as green or red lights, yellow lights that all being certain points where he needed to learn something to have that green light later in life. I love it, but especially because he narrates the audiobook that I just could not help myself. I laughed, I almost cried, but, I, but it was a, it's a great story that he told us, the, the, the listeners. All right, that's awesome. I love it how you say you don't read anymore. It's audiobooks. Who can read with kids? <laughs> I do. I do read, but I have, for example, my real book is yes. is the the biography of the the Elon Musk story, and I read probably one page every three days <laughs> because I don't have the time. I yes. don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about your journey from, you know, Venezuela to Canada, you establishing yourself and now, you know, the work that you do giving back to others as it relates to helping them to show up online on LinkedIn and um, the importance of that. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate all the great wisdom that you shared with our listeners, Ilya. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I, again, Irenia, it's, it's, it's an honor to meeting you, to see you, and to have this exchange of ideas. Because in the end, you're, you're knowing and getting um, a tiny bit of what I do, who I am. And hopefully other people that can listen and that listen to you in your podcast can can feel identified, feel like, you know, okay, this is a different perspective and that's and that I can do it and it can go for whatever it is in whatever industry they are. All right, Elia. So if our listeners want to continue the conversation with you, how can they connect with you? Oh, I am in, <laughs> on LinkedIn via, you can, you can type in, on the search bar, Elia Francis, I-L-I-A-F-R-A-N-C-I-S, and you will find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Elia Francis and on <laughs> On Facebook, I am, but I'm, I'm really, I'm in my two primary platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram. I also have a Twitter account, Ilya Francis, for those who are, you know, avid Twitter users. But I, I generally put the more, my updates on what am I doing on Clubhouse in there. But if you want to know about my content or how can I help you, LinkedIn and Instagram. Also, on my website www.iliafrancis.com. All right. Awesome. I'm going to drop that in the show notes, listeners, for you to connect with Ilya. So thank you so much. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I appreciate it. As I said, I love spending, you know, a little bit of my day with you. All right. Awesome. This interview was 
conducted remotely in my mom's home studio. There were so many gems in this episode, especially for those thinking of starting a Canadian side hustle business, as well for established entrepreneurs. Starting off your business right is so important if you want to stay in the long game. Believe me when I say you need to have stay in power to be successful in business today. Every week we'll bring you some key tactical business insights to help to grow and scale your Canadian side hustle business. Listeners, if you love our episodes, you can tune in every week for free by hitting the follow button on Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android device, then you can hit that subscribe button on Google Podcasts or head over to Spotify and hit that notification button. Also, you can listen on the go with hands-free listening powered by Alexa for iOS and Android and all your Echo devices. We love our avid fans and we most definitely want you to know first when new episodes become available. Show us some pod love. Given that you love us so much, we are building our podcast community. So be sure to stay in touch with us by hitting the follow button on our website www.irinyabrusel.org to get our blogs directly in your inbox as well as head over to Instagram or Facebook and follow us at Canadian Side Hustle Business. Also, it would help us so much if you rate and review the Canadian Side Hustle podcast by heading over to Apple Podcasts. This will help to make our show show up even more. Listeners, your feedback is important to us and as we co-create with you, definitely, definitely keep in touch with us. Again, the website, www.irinyarussell.org. Topic suggestions, which will help you to build your Canadian side hustle business, are welcomed always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Listeners, I appreciate you taking this time out to spend time here with us. This interview was conducted remotely. I hope you find your new vibe in this new supernormal of 2021. I'm your host, Irene Roussel.